Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Virtualization is downgrading the mental health of your employees. Hmm, is it? Virtualization requires that you as an employer provide tools to your employees to enable them to work from home. Everybody has been talking about this. What tools do we need? How do we keep our people secure? But we thought it would be fun to talk about sanity and how to keep your people sane and productive while we focus on our mental health. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs win hires. We do this by sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mrs. Jody Duva. She's the vice president of Cox Business. Jody is responsible for leading a world-class team delivering customized communication solutions to local business communities. She oversees sales and service delivery across all sales channels and has been leading one of the organization's largest and fastest growing sales teams and consistently delivering double-digit growth. Nice work, Jody. Jody is very involved in the community and serves on the boards of Orange County Business Council and the Girl Scouts of Orange County. She plays an active role in both boards, chairing and co-chairing key committees. She also gives back through volunteerism. Fun fact, Jody grew up in Boston where she's an avid New England sports fan. Don't hold it against her. Even now. Which is what makes Jody the perfect guest for today's topic. Jody, welcome to the Higher Brow Radio Show today. Thanks, Rick. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. We're going to discuss the importance of mental health of your people. I don't think enough people are thinking about it, but you should be right now. And how to build a mental health-based culture to increase your productivity. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. Let's talk about the challenges today. What are you seeing in your environment? You're running a pretty large-scale organization. People working from home, we have to deal with children and trying to get work done at the same time as eating lunch and watching Oprah. So actually, is Oprah out anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. What are you seeing as some of the challenges that have come out of keeping your people sane while you're virtualizing your workforce? Absolutely. I think, as you mentioned, tech is important, obviously. But with more employees working remotely, they're putting in longer hours. They're wearing more hats. Your mom, your teacher, your employee, all of those things. People have a larger potential for what I'll call technology fatigue. They're sitting at their computer. They're working whenever they can. So in a lot of cases, that means they're working later. They're not taking the appropriate breaks. And I would say that looking after their physical and mental well-being is more important than ever. The Cox brand is based on life gets better when we have moments of real human connection. And so the focus for my team and I are really trying to help our people stay connected and find those moments of human connection. And I think it's more important than ever. So that comes down to me time. A break is not helping the kids with homework. It's you've got to take care of yourself as an individual. You just have to. Why is this important to a company? If you look at the productivity stats, some people say, okay, people are more productive working from home. And in some cases they are. You are spending less time sitting in large meetings, maybe that were less productive. We all know how those large meetings I was going to say, now you're spending more time in small Zoom meetings, but in your underwear. I like to not picture that <laughs> visual, but you are probably right. I'm guaranteeing some people <laughs> are just wearing like a nice shirt and underwear. <laughs> it is probably true. 
but it's taking time for you. It's taking those breaks. But I think as a leader, the really important thing is it's proven that human potential is unleashed when your people feel like they belong. So how do you make them feel like they belong? How do you engage them? If you look at engagement numbers, 71% of managers think that employee engagement is one of the most key indicators of a successful business. But if you ask employees, only 33% of them consider themselves engaged. The challenge that I really laid out for my people is how do we make sure that our people are engaged now that we're all working remote? And in a lot of cases, we've never done this before. This is new. That's an amazing disconnect, though, because I hear that a lot. Set probably about 70% of the people that I have talked to are disengaged in their current roles. Managers understand that it's that important. So why are we failing at it so much? I, I, I don't I'm know. I'm totally but, sidetracking on this. And I think those numbers are pre-COVID. So if we think that employee engagement was a problem pre-COVID, it's probably even worse now. And so it's so important that you find fun ways to pull your people in and keep them connected. We're giving our people tools. We're giving them access to fitness apps and things to help them at home, care sites, things like that to find tutors and babysitters and things like that. But I think it's even more important that the individual leaders really reach out and engage their people in a more fun way, in a more real way, and that you're part of that fun and that your people see you as vulnerable and involved and that you really care about keeping them connected because that's really important. That connects back to, we had an episode a few weeks ago where we talked about the fact that as a manager, you have to be empathetic. You have to understand your people and you have to be engaged with them. You have to be engaged first before they'll be engaged with you. Absolutely. And not just over email. Pick up the phone, turn on your video. Hopefully you're not in your underwear. Put a shirt on at least. (laughs) Put at least a shirt on. Um, But (laughs) but let your people see you and have some FaceTime with them. I, at the beginning of COVID, started a spreadsheet with, I have a about 100 employees in my direct group. And I said, I'm going to talk to all of them personally. So just reaching out, checking in. I will warn you that at first they think they're in trouble. But then when you get through and just say, just checking on you, just seeing how you're doing, what's going on, how's your family. And I will tell you that some of the people that I thought would just be rushing to get off the phone with me, those are the ones that stay on the phone for a half hour. Mm-hmm. They do not want to get off the phone with you. Because you care. What we're talking about is really implementing this into a culture. You have to make sure that you're putting process in place and bringing it all the way back to your interview process, it's really hard to engage people over video. That's been a big challenge for a lot of companies. Now that we're doing virtual interviews with everybody, you've got to have that built into your culture all the way through. Absolutely. We have to get better at using the tools and the technology. And if this is the new way that we do things, then how do we get better at it? But at the same time, how do we make it fun? How do we go outside the box and come up with fun ways to engage your people? I mean, we've done some fun things like selfie contests and pet yappy hours where we do a Zoom happy hour, but you bring your pet and it can get noisy. We did one that was really fun. That was a music video contest. And I can tell you that some of the results of some of those things are pretty funny. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you land great hires. Our guest today is Jody Duva. She's the vice president of Cox Communications. And we are discussing keeping your people engaged during this really fun time of video and work from home. So the obvious solution for me, and I think we touched upon this, is implementing a policy of me time. I think it's really important that two things. One, you're empathetic about your people. And like you did, take your time to talk to each individual, see how they're doing, check in on them and make that a common practice. And then, of course, that me time, making sure that they're building in time into their schedule for themselves, i.e. exercising, meditating, checking out, 
I don't think that going and helping your kids with their homework for 15 minutes is going to give you the me time. That alone time helps balance the mind and the body and the soul. Absolutely. You have to schedule those analog breaks. Schedule time where you step away from all technology. I know it's challenging. It's hard for us to put our phones down or think, oh, but I needed to send my mom a text. But seriously, check out of all of your technology. Put it aside. Go outside. Enjoy nature. We live in an amazing place. Totally. Go for a walk. Try to disconnect and leave your technology at home. At the very least, go for a walk. Buy a puppy. I we oh, got a, we got a puppy a few weeks ago. It gets you out of the house. More people have right? bought dogs during this. Thing. I know. I, I've resisted. I'm not doing it. You could buy yourself a COVID dog, <laughs> COVID boat, or COVID motorhome. One of the three. Go take your dog for a walk. Go for a walk. Go for a run. Go for a bike ride. Just unplug. It's super important. Right it is. Now. It really is. Yeah. It's so important that we focus on our mental health because again, we're all working harder. We're working longer hours. We're spending more time in front of our computers, talking to people more. So we absolutely have to disconnect. What would you suggest would be the best way in which the audience can implement a policy into their culture? So some of the things we've done is I put out a block schedule for my people early on in COVID. This is what I expect you to do. I literally scheduled five minutes for fitness throughout the day. I said, hey, no one can schedule during lunchtime. That's their free time. They need to be able to get up and leave and go outside and get away from their computer. That doesn't mean that everybody follows those instructions. But I think you have to schedule it and you have to honor it. It's not always easy because you may look at your calendar and say, the only time I have time for a call is lunchtime. But you really have to resist and give your people that break because they need it. And they'll be more productive if you give it. And if you force it, I tell my people, I'll call them and they'll say, oh, I got so busy working on these orders. And I say, no, not acceptable. You have to get up and go outside. Yeah, you don't want to get corporate butt in the house. Super important that you as a leader, you have to enforce these things because people won't do it. Absolutely. With Zoom, though, and with the fact that we're going Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting to Zoom meeting, I'm guessing you probably use some sort of communication tool as well. How do you track whether or not people are in and out of the office and how do you track productivity through that? We typically use Teams for our video conferencing. And so there's scheduled meetings and set time for Teams, but I run a sales organization as well. And so for sales, it's pretty easy. It's are they meeting the required levels of activity? Are they selling? Are they making quota on the support side of our house? All of that is really measured based on what we install every month. Sure. So we take those sold deals and we install them. So their productivity is measured based on the number of new customers they turn up or number of upgrades they do. And all of that involves talking to customers and things like that. So we're not measuring per se how often they're using Teams or whether they're making a voice call or a Teams call. We're measuring their productivity based on the output of what they're doing. But what about measuring being offline or checking out? It's really easy for them to set up a flag just saying, hey, I'm out. Or if you've got teams set up, you have a sales team, I'm guessing, hey, I'm out for the next 30 minutes. Are you tracking that sort of thing? Not really. I mean, again, we're asking our people to focus on that and we're really challenging them to do it. And from a leadership perspective, I think every leader has to own it, but we are not measuring it based on Big Brother looking at their minutes on the (laughs) teams versus walking away. I know that it's important and we have to make sure our people are doing it. We can get them to flag when they're out or schedule it into their calendar that this time I'm going to be taking a Rick meeting or Joe meeting or whoever. How do you know whether or not somebody's taking that time or taking too much time? Well, and what is too much time? One of the things right now is that we need to be flexible because like you said earlier, we do have to help our kids with schoolwork. We do have to, in some cases, get our kids off to school, depending on where you live and whether your kids are going in person. So I think it's important that we are flexible. One employee may work super early in the morning 
and then they may be gone for an hour or so getting their kids ready for school and then they come back. So I think, again, it's about are they getting the work done? Are they getting the job done? Are they contacting their customers? Are they making their quota? Are they getting all their installs done? And I can say that we have been, for my team, pleasantly surprised as to how easy our team has transitioned. We have an awesome team and they work really hard and our numbers have been surprisingly good throughout COVID. The one thing I worry about more than that is, again, are they working too hard, too long? If I email, I'm notorious, I'm bad. I'm always connected to my phone. So I need to drink my own medicine here. <laughs> but um, but I do go for a walk every day. Oh, good. So, See, there um, we go. <laughs> But if I send someone an email and they're responding at 11 o'clock at night, well, that means they're working. This COVID environment has shown us that you can be flexible and offer employees the flexibility they need, which is important. But you also have to insist that they take the breaks that they need, that they make time for the people that matter most. It's hard. We've joked about it's tough working from home and having your kids come in. But how awesome is it for your kid to come in in the middle of the day and give you a hug? I mean, that's pretty cool. That's great. Yeah. I tell my daughter that's my favorite part of working from home is that she constantly comes in and gives me a hug. She does not like when I put her on video because I don't tell her that I'm on camera, but everyone on the call always appreciates saying hello to her as well. <laughs> That's cool. You got to balance it. And then there's minimizing the distractions and making sure that you're focused and that you can do your job. But it's important that we're flexible as well. Yeah, in a way, this work from home thing has been a gift, if you think about it, because we have been able to see our families more. After I put my daughter down to sleep from 9 to 11, those are my most productive times. I think a lot, a of, lot people, of people are doing that. Yeah, I think they are. And that's okay because you have to get your work done. But again, you have to take those breaks. You have to have that me time. And you have to figure out how to creatively yell at your family to be quiet while you're on a Zoom call. Or there's the question of, are you practicing your ventriloquist skills while you're smiling on camera? You're saying, get out of here. Mom's on a call right now. Or whether you're covering your mouth and looking really engaged and then you're yelling at them under your breath. I mean, all of these things, we have to be flexible. That's another episode. <laughs> tips, tips and tools on how to yell at your kids while you're on a Zoom call. You shared with us some pretty creative ideas. What would you say has been the most effective piece that you could put into your company that keeps people thinking about this, keeps them engaged? I would say the FaceTime and the fun things. So getting that time, whether it's one-on-one -on -one and scheduling time with people, picking up the phone and calling them and letting them see you because we're used to being in the office and we're used to walking around and seeing our colleagues. And I will tell you that that's probably been the number one hardest thing for my people is they genuinely miss each other. You really want to spend that FaceTime. But I would also say the fun, doing the simple little happy hours, not too early in the day. You want to wait till four or five. <laughs> wait, 11 a.m. happy hours too early? Probably not a good idea. It's, okay, wait until afternoon. <laughs> 1220 is a better time. Later in the day. <laughs> We've scheduled some four o'clock on a Friday or something like that, where we all come together and everybody gets on the screen and some people are in their backyard and getting in that outside and you schedule a 15, 20 minutes, but some people stay there for an hour because they miss people and they want to have that FaceTime and that, that engagement. Well, we're tribal and we need to be around our tribe. Yes. I have found that even before COVID, we've had clients that have been fully remote companies and we have been really highly successful with the virtual happy hour. And and a couple of them do it every week. And it's just kind of an open thing and everybody shows up. And it's just a good time where people bond and BS and have a good time. What we found works too is you bring up a theme to it. Two lies and a truth. People have to figure out what are the lies and what are the truths. Yeah. Kind of a fun thing. And everybody bonds and I think that replaces the water cooler somehow. I think so. <laughs> you can do in your jammies. <laughs> Clothed from the waist up at least. Exactly. All right. Well, we're getting pretty close on time. What would be two or three key takeaways that you can give the audience so they can plug 
plug into their business today? So I would say, again, I would lump the first one together is schedule analog time with no technology and get outside. Take a break. Yep. I would say the other thing would be to make sure that you share and celebrate successes. Make sure that you recognize accomplishments because that's another thing that's really missing during this time is recognizing your people for doing great work. Have fun with the failures too. When you fail with something, you can make a game out of it. At least you're communicating. Communication is the key thing right now. Maybe we should be over communicating. Absolutely. Finally, I'd say just make time for your favorite people, whether that means your coworkers, whether that means your family, but make time for people and make sure you disconnect and take a break. It's so important. And as a leader, you need to join in on the fun, be vulnerable, let your people see that you're human and that you may be struggling with this as well, but that you need to make sure that you're engaged and having a good time and taking breaks as well. They got to know you're on the same boat. All right. Well, we're just about out of time for today's show, Jody. Thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our community can reach you, find out more about you? I don't know if you guys are hiring or not, but I'll give you a few minutes for whatever plug you want to throw in there. Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can also email me at Jody, J-O-D-I dot Duva, D-U-V-A at Cox.com, not dot net. Everyone makes that mistake. I won't get it if you put dot net. So Jody.Duva at Cox.com. Also, you can find me on LinkedIn. We are always looking for great salespeople. We are also looking for a director of marketing and a manager for our cloud services business. So give me a ring. It's exciting stuff. Jobs available, guys. So if you're out of work, there's a lot of people in transition reach out to Jody. All right, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening after all this show is for you. You can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com if you have any questions, or you can join the Higher Power Radio community at higher, H-I-R-E, power, P-O-W-E-R, radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Tune in next week. We have a really special show for you guys. We have Charles Antis, of Antis Roofing. We have Wing Lamb of Wahoo's Fish Tacos and Wendy Ellis and Eric Morley. We're going to have a big group of us. We're talking about giving back. They do a thing called the California Love Drop. And we're also talking about working wardrobes. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Turner.